Movie Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with my co-hosts, Justin. Hello. And Kyle. Hello. And the bar is now open. Welcome to episode 20. Today is August 29th, 2022. And this episode will drop on Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Most likely in the afternoon. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, since we record mostly on Sunday nights, our new drop day going forward will be on Tuesdays. So I can edit it. But let's jump right into it. Upcoming movies. Ah, first off, we've got Mad Eater. An idyllic island vacation turns into a gruesome nightmare when Jesse and her friends become the target of an unrelenting great white shark. Desperate to survive, she teams up with a sea captain to stop the vicious Man Eater before it strikes again. Stars Trace Atkins, Nikki Whelan, and Shane West. Haven't heard of it. Know nothing about it. I hadn't heard about <laughs> it until I did the research for the show. But, yeah. you know, shark movies are the thing now, so. With Apparently country music stars are a thing, too. When was the last time he had a song? I don't know. I don't care about country music. That's Wait, who's... People who don't know what music's supposed to sound like. Which one's the country music person? Tracy Atkins. Wow. I haven't heard okay. of him. All right. I guess I'm the only country fan in the group here. Yeah. So. Um, another one we have is The Invitation, and uh, this one's in theaters. Um, after the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, Evie takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, Evie's at first seduced by the sexy, aristocratic host. However, she's soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets about her family uh, and unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. Uh, and it stars Natalie Emanuel, who I know her from Game of Thrones, and is directed by Jessica M. Thompson, who hasn't really done anything I've seen. But uh, one interesting thing about it is I saw Bloody Disgusting post an article that when it's home release, like Blu-ray or digital, it's going to have an R-rated version, too. So I guess it's PG-13 in theaters, but I might wait to just watch the R version. But I am kind of interested in it, because it's like, I know it's like vampires and like Dracula stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I know about that. Yeah, I saw the trailer before Nope, and, mm-hmm. you know, me and Johnny, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Do you have a comment on it, Justin? No, I mean I just I I actually now remember seeing the uh the trailer for it. Looks yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kinda gave, gave me that um what was that uh Samara Weaving movie, Ready or Not? Yeah, yeah. I felt kind of the, the vibe I was getting from it. Yeah, I mean it, then, it looks, you know, watchable but not Oh my god, I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So. And then lastly, we have the movie Breaking. Uh, desperate for money and running out of options, Marine veteran Brian Brown easily holds several people hostage inside a bank, setting up the stage for a tense confrontation with police, starring John Boyaga, Nicole 
Bahari and Connie Britton. Um, I don't know. I don't like these movies that paint veterans and bad raps like that, you know? It's just a personal opinion of mine. It is what it is. I and think then, it's based on a true story, though. Yeah, it probably is. We're fucking crazy people. Um, and for upcoming Blu-rays, this week there was only one that really caught my eye, and that's uh, Warrior will be released on 4K on August 30th. Um, if a strange family finds redemption in the most likely of places, the MMA ring, Tommy, played by Tom Hardy, an ex-Marine with a tragic past, returns home and enlists his father... Nick Nolte, a recovering alcoholic and former wrestling coach, to train him for Sparta, the biggest MMA tournament ever held. But when Tommy's underdog brother, Brendan, played by Joel Egerton, fights his way into the tournament, the two brothers must finally confront each other and the forces that pull them apart. Have you guys seen this movie? I have, yes. I have not. Have you seen it? Yeah, oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a great one. It's a, yeah, it was a good movie. Um, once again, painting a veteran in a bad light, you know, returns home, you know, tragic past, whatever. That's just my opinion. Who am I? Painting him uh, as the uh, hometown recovering hero is a bad light. I mean, I mean, not all veterans have tragic past. That's what that's what I'm getting at. But that's why they don't make movies about guys that fucking start movie podcasts with his best friend and his brother. So. No, you know. no, they don't. <laughs> so, let's get into what we've watched. Uh, who wants to start us off? But why don't you start off? Me start? Okay. Yeah. Um. So, I watched The Upside with Kevin Hart and um, the guy from Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. Yes. You know, uh, Cranston plays a disabled guy who can't move his arms or legs and Kevin Hart kind of walks into a job taking care of him but then he he kind of gets him back to his old self who he was before his accident it's pretty good very fun it has funny moments but it's also very serious mm-hmm. um, watched back to school and summer school which we'll, we'll be discussing in a bit um we watched uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit on Saturday. That was Hunter's first time seeing that. Uh, and then last night I watched Chairman of the Board starring Carrot Top. <laughs> have, you, have you guys seen Chairman of the Board? No, I don't think so. <laughs> really? It's a, it, it's a funny movie. I fell down the rabbit hole because of... Um, name now um Courtney Thorne Smith that was in summer school she plays one of the characters in there so that's all I've watched this week mm-hmm. Justin why don't you well, go sounds like, sounds like it's going to be again uh, <laughs> so uh, let's see uh, we watched uh, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York with the kids this weekend don't know why it's just what they asked for. I couldn't come up with anything. My Paramount Plus app wasn't working. Um, I watched Back to School and Summer School. Yep, yep. Uh, as a coincidence, Ladybugs was on this morning, so I watched Ladybugs. 
Oh, that's good. Little, and then uh, I, I didn't put it on here, but right after that, I watched Sidekicks, which is that Side one with Chuck Norris. Oh yeah, Chuck Norris and the kid from Ladybugs. Yeah, um, so I watched that, and I uh, also watched My Blue Heaven. Great comedy, great comedy. We'll get into that later. All right, Kyle. Um, I watched Butterfly Kisses, Haunt, Orphan, First Kill, Predator Two. Tourist Trap, and I watched it with uh, Joe Bob, and then uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and then uh, Back to School. Was Tourist, tourist Trap on the dr- the last drive-in? Yeah, it's um, it's not on, like, the series page. It's when he did, like, the marathon thing. Okay. It's the, and it's the first one on that. And how was Orphan First Kill? I, I think I liked it better than the first one, to be honest. Really? Which I was surprised by. But it's, like... It's very good, and like the there's a twist in it, which is also really good. Um, but and they also nailed like a lot of you were talking about how it like feels like it came out like in that era, like 2009 or whatever, and it actually does. Like I was thinking about it, it looks like it and stuff. So I don't know, it was just really cool overall. Um, and I think it's actually doing really good in the box office. So there'll probably definitely be a, a third one too. Okay, and Haunt. Refresh Haunt. my memory on that one. That that was it's um it's basically like a group of teens. They're just like out on Halloween and um sorry for the noise. Um and like there's a sign that shows up for like a haunted house and they go in and like they they start actually dying. Um so it, okay. I think it's a shutter original, but it was really good too. Um Yeah, I I've seen I that one. See I trust saw a trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I've seen that movie. I but it, the one I was thinking of was actually um, Fear Inc. Oh, okay. That's what I. But yeah, because there was like a slew of movies that came out that were based around haunted attractions or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Haunt, Haunt's a good movie, and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, let's hop into the news. Uh, we got a few news stories here. Art the Clown returns this Halloween and is more deviant than ever. From Cinedine. Why do I do this to myself? Cinedine. 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 What he said. Bloody disgusting and screen box. They are excited to announce that Damien Leone's much anticipated Terrifier 2 will be opening in theaters nationwide on October 6th. 2022 through iconic events. It's also going to be on Screenbox, but I think that's a movie you need to go see with a crowd. I I have not seen the first one yet, but I'm definitely yeah. going to watch it before this. Justin, you I haven't seen it, seen it, right? Nope. It's right up your alley. Not yet. Right up your alley. I've seen the first one. Um, it was actually Art the Clown's second appearance. He was in All Hallows Eve uh-huh. and then turned into something. Like, his character kind of, like, somehow got its own movie because I had never heard of All Hallows Eve until after I saw Terrifier. Oh, wow. So. It's cool. It's He gets, like, with every release, he gets more popular because I don't think the first one was in theaters. No, it wasn't. Yeah, well. That was like a straight to yeah. blue DVD, Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and it just became a cult classic. So 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Um, another piece of news is that Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery um, will be coming to Netflix on December 23rd. And the cast for it's pretty insane. It has Daniel Craig, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Jessica Henwick, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Janelle Monet, Madeline Klein, and Kate Hudson. And I think Ethan Hawke is also in it. Maybe has like a cameo or something. But um, I'm definitely I love Knives Knives Out, so I'm really excited for uh the, this one. Yeah, that that first one was great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, yeah. I watched that a couple months ago. That was a really good movie. Yeah, I'm they surprised filmed it around kept up with it. Too. What was that, Justin? You kind of overlapped each other. Then. I'm uh, I'm surprised you were able to keep up with that. That's a that's a thinking man jumpy movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it it took a lot out of me that day. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how this new one plays out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what glass onion means, but whatever. I think it's like it's like a glass container It'll- thing. I think. Oh, okay. I'm sure it'll it'll be key to the story, and <laughs> you know, okay. it'll be the clue. Um, the Salem Lot Salem's Lot re- remake from Warner Brothers New Line has been bumped from the its re- its release date. Originally set for a theatrical release on September 9, 2022, the new Stephen King. Adaptation was recently bumped to April 21st, 2023. Now the film has been undated altogether. Um, Terrible. We're, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Warner Brother Discovery in a moment about some news that they put out, but I'm kind of bummed. I was looking forward to this. I hope this isn't one of those fucking just get scrapped. It's going to wind up it's probably going to wind up getting chopped, which is disappointing because anything Stephen King touches, I yeah. want to see. Yeah, I know it was filmed around here too, which is, so I know a ton of people worked on it, and people seemed like and said they think it was going to be good. But I mean, I I think I I don't know if we have it on here, but I did see a headline too that uh, WB and Warner Discovery like they don't have enough money to market a bunch of movies this year, yeah. so that. They're, they pushed everything besides, like, Black Adam, Don't Worry Darling, and House Party, I think. So that's why everything's getting they canceled. They canceled House Party, I believe. That was in the slew of uh, cancellations okay with, with Batgirl. Okay. Yeah. Well, wasn't that the LeBron James one? Yeah. Oh, maybe there's Thank another God. one or something that's coming out. But um, kind of on the – to do with this, Evil Dead Rise did get a theatrical release in April 2023. And uh, it was originally just going to go to HBO Max, um, but with everything getting shaken up, I guess it's also had really good test screenings and things are going really well for it. So they're going to release in theaters, which I'm excited for, and I'm glad. Um, I'm glad this one didn't get shelved, and hopefully Salem's Lot eventually comes out. But I mean, if if they film these movies, I mean, there's I forget what I was listening to, but they were talking about that about how they shelved shelved these movies, and then but. Then they were still showing, doing private screenings of Batgirl. Yeah, I think so it's. I, I it's just going to end up going right to HBO Max or Discovery Plus or something. It's going to go well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they're they're showing it to try and drum up guerrilla marketing. The same reason Ryan Reynolds released the test footage for Deadpool. He knew if it got out there, there'd become enough of a street level buzz. 
that hopefully would eventually become made, and that's what happened to Deadpool. I'm sure that's all they're doing with Batgirl. They're well, going to keep showing it to try and drum up interest and get people to talk about it. I, I did also see something that a reason why they were canceling all this stuff is that if they, like, cancel it and, like, destroy the footage and, like, totally get rid of it, they get, like, a tax write-off and, like, get some money back. Yeah, probably. So oh. they, they might be doing that. It might be just showing it just to, like, as a thank you to the crew, even though they're not releasing it, but... Either way, the whole situation is weird and stupid. That's, and makes That's ridiculous. They shouldn't get any money for that. <laughs> yeah. No, because you, yeah. you just spent $90 million on a fucking movie. Now you're telling me, hey, yeah, uh, let's cancel it and get, you know, $20 million back. What the fuck? Yeah, like, no, that's, that's BS. And then, and plus, when you started with the casting, you know, casting news and all that shit, you know, Michael Keaton back as Batman and... Brendan Fraser... Yeah, it, you know, and you spent all this money because you have to pay the people because they did the work. Yep. So why why spend all that money just to fucking show it? I I honestly think one day you're gonna fucking open up HBO Max and it's gonna be there like with no Probably. drop notice or anything. Mm-hmm. I know too because like. Obviously, the DC movies don't do nearly as well as any of the Marvel movies. And, like, forever they've been trying to catch up. And I, I maybe the new CEO is just like, we're just going to scrap all these movies and just actually start over to try to catch them. But even then, like, they just will never be able to at this point. Well, from what I understand, they're, they're, they want to push The Rock's DC universe yeah. and have him be the head and, and push it and all that stuff. And... I'm sorry, but yeah, he's the rock, but you're still going up against a juggernaut. You, you can't black Adam as a movie right now. Like the trailer, it does not look very good. No, no. So I don't know why they're putting all their eggs not in the basket because it's the rock. And they know, look at, look at what he did with fucking Jumanji. Pretty much any movie. I mean, well, Jumanji was a good movie. Well, yeah, yeah. it was. But... <laughs> black but... Adam doesn't look like a good movie. No, you know, he, he's been talking about it for fucking, what, two, three years now since it decade. first got announced. Is it a decade? Yeah, he was forever ago. And, like... I would rather not have him do it. Yeah. Well... Give him Lobo. Oh. Well, he's going to show up in a Marvel not. movie soon, watch. I guarantee it. He's going to be in one of the next Marvel movies. Well, not if he's doing DC stuff. If he's no. going to be the one steering that ship, they're not going to have him go over there to give them money. A lot of them definitely like sign contracts where they can't do that too. Cause you know, he'd be great. What's that? Great, but okay. He, he, so if you could pick any character for the rock to play in a Marvel movie, who would it be? Marvel movie? Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. The other, actually, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, he's he's got build for it. Mm-hmm. If Michael Chiklis can do it, like Rock can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything like that. I mean, he, he could play some good villains too, but I mean, it's just his delivery of Black Adam in the trailer just does not make me want to go see it. Yeah. 
All right. You got the next one, Justin. All right. So Warner Brothers has announced that The Nun 2 will arrive in theaters on September 6th, 20, or 8th, 2023. Sure, they'll shelve Stephen King, but not this. Here's the first The Nun 2 plot synopsis for you. 1956. France. A priest is murdered, and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit The Nun follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face-to-face with the demonic force, Valak, the demon nun. I don't know. I see a bunch of those walking around around work all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I see the the videos of it online and people walking. I don't know. It's... I didn't watch The Nun. I don't know. I just, yeah. After yeah. so long, I get so tired. I don't tired think I've of seen it either. Yeah. The Nun was cool in Conjuring 2, but... I don't think there was no reason for the spinoff. Well, they're trying to do, you know, the Conjuring universe, but, like, yeah, besides I, the Conjuring movies, most of them are bad. I Everything mean, has to have a universe. Yeah. How long before all these universes mix together? The Conjuring, Marvel, you know, pictures like well, the Stop... Multiverse. Star Lord fighting fucking Annabelle and shit. Well, I'd be cool with it. Uh, the, the next one we already pretty much discussed was the Warner Brother can only afford to put out three more movies for the remainder of the 2022 uh, year. I mean, this whole merger is really fucking a lot of shit up. Yeah, another piece of news that came up today. Um, Legendary, who, you know, does like the Godzilla movies and uh, like a bunch of big movies and like usually they're pretty good too and do well. They're not going to work with WB anymore. Um, and they'll probably go to Sony or um, a different company to distribute and work with them. So really WB is tanking like soon. They'll just have DC stuff pretty much. And that's because they own them, but well, wait till Disney buys it. <laughs> It's only a matter of time. I mean, Jesus. Okay, recently canceled Batgirl. That's already we talked about that. Um, yeah. Let's let's do the last one, and then we're gonna discuss. I wanted to. Oh, actually, we got three more. We're gonna skip the next one. Go down to the uh, Netflix, Kyle. Um. So Netflix's Bioshock movie will be directed by Francis Lawrence. Um, he's directed a ton of music videos, which I think is good for a Bioshock movie because it needs to be, like, very visually cool. Um, and he also directed Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and I Am Legend. Those two stuck out to me. I mean, I don't think I've seen the Hunger Games one, but I like I Am Legend. Um, Bioshock, I mean, I played most of the Bioshock games, and they're all pretty cool. So hopefully they can do it justice and have some cool underwater stuff. Um I think they're, they'll do the underwater one because there's one game where you're like in the sky, but hopefully it's good. But I mean, Netflix. Does yeah, not you gotta go with the original. Yeah, yeah. Netflix does not have a good track record when it comes to video game stuff, though. So, have you played Bioshock? Just I, I've never played it. I've. Oh yeah, I played the first one. I beat the first one. It was a great series of games. I mean, I, I played the second one. I don't know about anything after that, but um, just I just stopped playing video games. Um, they were good games. It'd be interesting to see how they do it. Because um, it could easily be, you know, straight horror game, mm-hmm. straight science fiction game, movie. I mean, um, so we'll see. Yeah. 
it just I feel like it it's something that you would think would have a big budget and stuff. So like just it being on Netflix is kind of worrying. Um, just because you don't want Netflix, it to look super bad. I don't know. Netflix movies are so hit or miss. Yeah, it's either really good or really shitty. There's like no really like in between. Depends on who does them. Yeah, it depends I mean, on who does them. That's all it is. Yeah, Red Notice was great. I haven't seen. Have you seen the Eight Bit yeah, Christmas? I, I think it was. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Kids like that. All right. Uh, Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, <laughs> Ralphie's like coming home for the holidays. He's coming home. Oh, God, I hope this isn't as bad as that sequel they already did. A Christmas Story Christmas, a sequel to the 1983 cult classic A Christmas Story, will be released Thursday, November 17th on HBO Max. Our sister site Deadline reports the 70-set movie sequel, which hails from screenwriter Nick Schenk of Gran Torino and Cry Macho, will see original child actor Peter, Peter Billingsley, now 51, reprise his role as Ralphie Parker. They'll be joined by fellow original film stars Ian Petrella, Randy, Zach Ward, Scott Farkas. I suppose that's, yeah. Scott Schwartz is Flick and R.D. Rob as Schwartz. I mean, we'll see. Depends on how they play it. The, the, that other sequel, I guess, they did a couple of years ago. A Christmas Story 2. A couple seconds of it. And yeah. It's terrible. So. Well, that, um, I know that, they did a different. The Christmas Story 2, I think, takes place like a year later, or what, if I remember, I haven't watched it in a couple of years, but it takes place like right after the original. But this one, the old man's dead. So. Oh, yeah, you, he is. Oh, well, yeah. So you kind of lose that aspect of it. But I don't know. I'll check it out. I like I like the original. Watch it every Christmas on TBS. 24 hours. Everybody does. You have to. All right. Let's get into our last news story, Kyle. Um, So Movie Pass is coming back, which I feel like came out of nowhere. Um, For those who don't know, Movie Pass was, I think it was like summer 2018 was kind of its peak and it was basically just, you get a card and you can just go to movies, you pay like 10 bucks a month, you go as many times as you want, but obviously that sounds ridiculous because it was um, and eventually they started adding restrictions and it was like you could barely go and then they kind of shut down because they just, you know, they lost so much money from it. Um, I know you I go definitely... Tuesday at 8am to see the children's movie <laughs> yeah. of the week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And That's pretty much what it came down to. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I saw so many movies with it. Um, like I definitely got my money's worth. Um, but I guess they're coming back and I think actually tonight the wait list, like the last day to sign up for the wait list is today. I signed up a couple of weeks ago just, just cause I don't know if I'm actually going to use it just cause I have AMC A list now, which is just as good. But, uh, there'll be three tiers this time at $10, $20 and $30. So it'll be interesting to see what it, actually entails but i mean most theaters now have similar programs where it's just locked to that theater like i pay 20 bucks a month for amc a list and i can go three times a week but i'm never really going to go more than three times a week and if i see two movies i'm if i see one movie i'm probably pretty much breaking even so yeah i do know showcase has a similar program it's like 
fourteen ninety nine. You can see one movie a, a week or something, mm-hmm. something along those lines. But uh, you know, I, I had Movie Pass when it first came out, and I saw a few movies with it. But you know, if you go once a month, it pays for itself. So you know, you're better off going to see two, like you know. But it'll be interesting to see as details roll out. We'll kind of keep an eye on it. I also signed up for it. And after tonight, I believe, at 11.59 when it is when the sign-up shuts down. But then the only way you can get in is through referrals from friends that are signed up. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll kind of touch back on this. Maybe we'll get some news in the next week or so for next week. We can... uh See what happens to that. I mean, it's a good idea. It was, but you have to be backed with a a theater, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to partner up with theaters because if if they're going to charge you fourteen ninety nine for a, a, each ticket, and then you're only spending, you're only getting ten dollars from that one person, and they go three times a week, you're losing out on fucking hundred, you know. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, we're ready to uh, go to the happy hour, I believe we used to call it, the main event. The main event of hey, the hey. evening. Don't fucking charge us for that. <laughs> I told you, I've told you that before. God. So, I, the the movie bar is going back to school and summer school because I can't read. So, but we're going to start off with uh, 1987 summer school. Path of th- son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even start with the P. <laughs> What's that word? Apathetic. Apathetic. Apathetic gym teacher Freddie Shoup, played by Mark Harmon, is ready to take the summer off in Hawaii, but he's forced to either teach summer school English or risk losing his tenure. Now he's stuck teaching a group of unmotivated students as disappointed to be stuck in school over the summer as he is. But with the help of a friendly history teacher, played by Christy Alley, Shoup is at least learning how to act the part of the supportive mentor and perhaps even learning something about himself as well. This was released on July 22nd, 1987, and was directed by Carl Reiner, and had a box office of $35.7 million. This uh, movie was starring uh, Mac Hammon as Freddie Shoup, Kirstie Alley as Robin Bishop, Robin Thomas as Vice Principal Phil Gills, Courtney Thorne-Smith as Pam House, Dean Cameron is Francis Chainsaw Gremp. Gary Riley is Dave Frazier. I see why he gave me the cast. Patrick Laborto as Kevin Winchester. Kelly Jo Minter is Denise Green. Shawnee Smith of Sawfame as Rhonda Altabello. Richard really? Stephen Horvitz is Alan Eakin. Yes, she is the girl who survives second, third, fourth. Yeah, she's she's Jigsaw's. I, I know, I know, I know, I know who she is in, in Saw. 
but I didn't realize that I, that didn't was her. It? Pregnant no. girl? Yeah, pregnant girl. Really? Uh, where was I? Uh, you can, uh, Ken Olant as Larry Kazamius. That's a hell of a name. Fabiana Udenio as Ana Maria Mazzarelli. Dwayne Davis as Jerome Watkins, the bathroom guy. Tom Troop as Judge Stuart R. Dreyer. Francis X. McCarthy as Principal Kelvin, credited as Frank McCarthy. And Carl Reiner as Mr. Theodorian. Mm-hmm. Quite the cast. That's funny. I didn't even realize that was Shawnee Smith. That's why I threw that in there. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you want to hit us, start us off with some trivia about the movie, then we'll discuss it? Yeah, I admittedly did not watch this movie. I watched the other movie, but I'd love to dole out some facts. Um, so I guess this was the same school that was used of filming The Karate Kid, which I also have not seen, so I have no idea what this whoa, is. Whoa, 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 hold on here, hold on here. How You've never waxed you? on or waxed off? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. It would be Wait worse if I, Would it be worse if I said I saw the, the remake and not the original? Oh, you're yeah. one of those. No, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. But because that that would be pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be worse. Um, Dude, you lived here for like a year, and it was downstairs. Or if you only saw the one with the girl. Yeah. No, I, I I feel like I sometimes feel like the problem with like movies like you miss out when you're a kid or that age. Then like I watch it and be like, yeah, like yeah, Karate Kid's probably gonna be one of those where yeah. if you don't see it at the right time, you're not gonna. Yeah. Although I mean, it's Mr. Miyagi. That's true. That's uh-huh. true. All right, continue on with the trivia. <laughs> um, on Shoop's left hand, you can see that he has, an, he has injured one of his fingers and appears to have been smashed. This occurred when Mark Harmon had to actually put out the fire on the couch during the party scene that grew quickly out of control. Nice. <laughs> Carl Reiner, the director, arranged for the scene in which the students try to scare off a substitute teacher with blood effects and gory makeup on October 31st so that the actors could wear their costumes and make up to the Halloween parties they were attending that evening. Now, that is a nice guy. I always picture yeah. the Reiner as a really cool guy like that, you know? Yeah. Um, then uh, uh, I can see why he gave me this one, too. The Hawaiian shirt that Mark Harmon wears in the same exact, is the same exact Duke Kahanamoku model Montgomery Clift wears in the feature film From Here to Eternity, 1953. Yeah, you won't even attempt that. <laughs> And you know what? I just chose these at random, I swear to God. You liar. Uh, the movie is notable for featuring a young Courtney Thorne Smith who became famous later on, and because of this, now gets third billing on DVD covers for the movie, whereas the original th- theatrical movie posters, that was not the case. That's, in- that's interesting. That's a smart business tactic, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Oceanfront High is also the same school that was used in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, in 1985. I yeah, probably could have, you know, combined those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the film's main movie poster featured a blurb that read, At Oceanfront High, what do they call a guy who cuts classes, hates homework, and lives for summer vacations? Teacher. Yeah, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Director Carl Reiner expediently signed on to do the picture after reading the screenplay by writer Jeff Franklin. Reiner has said, The script really held my interest and made me laugh. That's good. 
Yeah. That's good. Solid. Um, this was the first big starring role in like a film for Kirstie Alley, and obviously she went on to be pretty big. Um, and then <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean career? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> and then. Courtney Thorne Smith and Dean Cameron also appeared in Fast Times, which came out in 1986. And I guess this is a short-lived series based on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And I didn't realize that was a thing, but I'm, the movie's great. I'm sure the show's probably, you know, not as good. I didn't know there was a Fast Times show. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. There you go. Well, shoot. Mark Harmon was able to help his student with a football because the actor himself had played quarterback at UCLA in the 1970s, whose uniform colors were the same as the Sharks, which was the name of the football team for the school. Oh, yeah, that was another fact. Uh, this 1987 movie was the second of two consecutive films directed by comedy director Kyle Reiner that featured the word summer in the title. The first had been Ryan's 1985 pick, Summer Rental, which I chose a couple weeks ago as my pick of the week. And both movies were produced by Paramount Pictures. And yet, I didn't watch it on Paramount Plus. It wasn't, it's not on Paramount Plus. I know. I know. I had to rent it. You can skip those next two fast. We've already, we already covered those, Kyle. (coughs) Yeah. Wait, wait, what, what did you guys think of the movie? I want to hear that. I enjoyed it. I actually, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I had never seen it before. I had seen it popped up like on Voodoo for sale, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it looks all right." And then, yeah. but having to sit down and actually watch it, mm-hmm. like I was I'm the only one who has watched this one like twenty times in the past. Yeah, you must be because I, I hadn't heard of it until yeah, recently. A good movie. I love this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah great movie. <clears throat> Is and. Is this also bad? I don't think I've I don't think I've heard of Mark Harmon, but it seems like you guys know him. Mac Hammon? You don't know Mac Hammon? I don't think so. Let me it's look. Family it up, guy so. bit. But uh, I know. I, yeah, he's the, I he's he's the older it's... gentleman on oh, NCIS. What? Okay, yeah. I do know that is. I he I, I do recognize him. It looks yeah. just like him. Just with longer hair. I That's guess. All. I don't know. Do you see, see a wheelchair as... under TV's Mark Harmon? <laughs> now that I see him when he's older, though, that I see it now. But when he was younger, I didn't even recognize him. Come on. This was the 32nd highest grossing film of 1987 at the U.S. box office. What was the first? I don't have a damn idea who what. Wow. I don't know, but you'll be happy to know Amy Stotch, who played Shoop's 21-year-old girlfriend, Kim, he was planning to go to Hawaii with, was actually 28 at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then Mark Harmon's niece, no Tracy Nelson. Okay. Mark Harmon is not a okay. pedophile. <laughs> Let's talk about that scenario in the movie. That was a little uncomforting. It was the 80s. It was a different time. Okay, I'll give it that. Yeah, it was a different time. Teachers were a little bit more stupid and... Hey, all the props props to him for not going all the way. I mean, she was still underage, so, you know. Oh, yeah. It would have been illegal. (laughs) Yeah, true. Okay. I do not condone teachers sleeping with students. 
No, no. So, Justin, what do you give this movie? Um, uh, I like this movie. It's a good movie. I've seen it a lot in the past. Like I said, it's kind of one that when it's on, I'll I'll stop and watch it. Uh, three and three quarters. It's a good movie. It's, it's always worth watch. Mark Harmon's great. You know, it's it's pretty funny the way they scare the crap out of that substitute summer school teachers. Oh, that was awesome. And plus, it's genius. The huge nod to Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the movie. That's why yeah. the kid calls himself Chainsaw. And, you know, he actually shows him it in class. And when the vice principal walks in, he's like, what is this? Oh, it's the latest from the district uh, film collection. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that basically would have been us if we had been born at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and Chainsaw and his buddy, didn't they kind of remind you of Beavis and Butthead? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's, it all comes from somewhere. Yeah. So I give it four out of five mugs. So, Kyle, I want you to watch it for the next time. Mm-hmm. Give us your, your thoughts on it. Yeah. My problem is I watched it right after watching Back to School. So I was on the Roddy Dangerfield high. <laughs> so, I mean, that kind of, you know, that kind of sunk it down a little bit on me. Yeah. Do you have well, a... Do you have a rating for Prey yet, JJ? No. <laughs> I give it a three. <laughs> You've been called out, bitch. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the ending? It was good. The Prey came and Predator killed everybody. Of you. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't seen it yet. I haven't. I do. If he'd seen it, it'd be more than three. Yep. Come on, you guys know me. I mean, be... come on, that twist at the end, Kyle? Oh, I know, crazy. Who would have thought? You guys are assholes. <laughs> I can't wait for the sequel. Good. Justin, text me your Hulu password again. The correct one this time. All right, let's go back to school. Back to school from 1986. Thornton Mellon, played by Rodney Dangerfield, is concerned that his son Jason, played by Keith Gordon, is unsure whether to go to college so the uneducated, self-made millionaire encourages himself by signing up as a student as well. As Jason tries to establish himself amongst his peers and make the diving team, Thornton falls for a pretty professor played by Sally Killerman and gets others to do his schoolwork for him. When the suspicious dean, Paxton Whitehead, finds out, Thornton needs to show that he can get by on his own. This was released on June 13, 1986. It was directed by... Alan Metter and had a box office of ninety one point three million. And so it has, you know, the one and only Rodney Dangerfield as Thornton Mellon, Sally Kellerman as Dr. Diane Turner, Burt Young as Lou, um, who's like uh the brother and uh the uncle, um, Keith Gordon as Jason Mellon, Robert Downey Jr. as Derek Lutz, Paxson Whitehead as Dr. Philip Barbet. Sam Kinison as Professor Turgeson, Terry Farrell as Valerie Desmond, um, M. Emmett Walsh as Coach Turnbull, Adrienne Barbeau as Vanessa Mellon, William Zabka as Chaz Osborne, and then Ned Beatty as Dean Martin. Caveat to that cast, you missed Jason Hervey, who played the young uh, Mellon Mellon at the beginning of the movie, uh, who went on to, you know, Great things on the Wonder Years and stuff. No, he runs his own production company with um 
Bischoff, Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if they're still partners, but they were for a while there. They did. They did a lot of um, girls going wild stuff and um, the Devil's Ride on Discovery. Prestige films. Um, what? Uh, Adrian Barboz, she's the one from The Fog, right? Yes. Like the radio host? Yeah, she's great. Yep. She's also in Tales on Halloween, where she's also a radio host, as we discussed in our prior episodes. Mm-hmm. But Bert, Bert Young, he played... Lou is um, the chauffeur or bodyguard of Thornton Mellon. Isn't he also his brother and the uncle, though? No, he calls him Uncle Lou, kind of like... Uh, he's you just, know. you know... He's just like, a heavy that's always... Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hunter calls it. Justin Uncle Justin. You know, yeah, yeah. Same we're not idea. related, but we're, you know, we're we're family. You know, it's the same idea as he was in Iraqi. Other than yeah. he's not, you know, married to his sister or anything, but you know, yeah. But he was definitely a badass in this movie. Yeah, yeah, badass like pretty much all the plays. <laughs> the scene well, when he, yeah, the scene when he, you know, beats everybody up in the bar is great. Yeah, Lou might lose his trigger finger. <laughs> All right, let's knock out some trivia, then we'll discuss the movie. Um, in the original script, Rodney's character was poor, but Harold Ramis suggested that it changed to make him rich. And once they decided that, there was no go, there was no other way for him to go back to school, except for being rich. So, and when Thornton tells Kurt von Goot Jr. over the phone, Vonnegut. La- Vonnegut. Vonnegut. over the phone, the last thing he says before hanging up, next time I'll call Robert. Ludloom, spy novelist Ludloom was Rodney Dangerfield's real life neighbor at the time. Uh, during the scene where Thornton is in Professor Turgeson's history class, and where Turgeson picks up the desk and throws it across at Thornton, if you look really closely, you can see that Rodney Dangerfield is laughing when Sam Kinison is yelling at him. I mean, who would be? It's Sam Kinison yelling in your face. You'd, you'd be busting a nut. <laughs> Once Trying again, to get a question about the Korean War. Once again, making veterans look crazy. Just saying. Hey, it's a trend today. This take was ultimately left in the movie because Dangerfield had such a hard time keeping a straight face during a scene with Kittison that eventually Alan Metter decided to leave him laughing from a far distance in the final cut. And like his character in his youth, Rodney Dangerfield was an acrobatic high diver in real life. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Diane's house is the same one used for the Doyle's house where Jamie Lee Curtis babysat Tommy Doyle in the original Halloween. And then, uh, Rodney Dangerfield always looked out for younger comedic talents, and so he was a big proponent for Sam Kittison's part as the crazed professor in the movie. Um, Jim Carrey was also considered for the role, but he was rejected because he was too young. Um, later when producer Chuck Russell got the chance to direct The Mask in 1994, he was finally able to use Jim Carrey, and obviously the mask went from a very dark horror movie to a great comedy. And it's a great movie. All right, the original music score for the movie was composed by band leader Danny Elfman of Oingo Boingo. The band was featured performing their song Dead Man's Party at Thornton Mellon's Dorm Party. There you go. Uh, at the same time as working on this, Robert Downey Jr. was also on Saturday Night Live, and uh, he would fly from New York City to L.A. twice a week for filming. 
Well, I can see why you had drug problems. Uh, the room in which Thornton Mellon takes his three-hour oral exam is the same room in which Alex Owens makes her successful dance audition in Flashdance, 1983. Bob Saget was briefly considered for the role of Professor Turgeson due to his friendship with Ronnie Dangerfield. However, Dangerfield did not feel that he was hard-edged and shocking enough to portray the character. He suggested that Alan Metter, Sam Kennison for the role, and it was eventually given to him. William Zabka and Rodney Dangerfield first met early one morning in Madison, Wisconsin, in a Madison, Wisconsin hotel elevator. Dangerfield wore the blue robe with his hair sticking up. After Zabka introduced himself, he asked Dangerfield why he was in a robe. And he replied with, I got to get in the sauna, Dangerfield replied. I got to get the pot out of my lungs, laughs. You, you're young. You can handle it. But me, I got to get it out. Sally Killerman got the impression that the star of the movie was a very serious guy on set. She noted that he wrote notes in his script every night sitting in his robe. Um, The University of Wisconsin-Madison, University of Southern California, and California State University Los Angeles teamed up to portray the fictional Grand Lakes University. The one university to which Roddy Dangerfield applied for his higher education was the University of Wisconsin. He said it took 40 years, but I finally got here. And uh, Back to School is also the most successful movie at the U.S. box office to not get a theatrical release in the U.K. Hmm. I wonder why that is. I wonder why it wasn't released in the U.K. Probably because they didn't like the way the professor was portrayed. True. <sighs> The sound made by the soundboard when Derek starts ex- experimenting with it at the dorm party is the same sound made by the proton packs in Ghostbusters 1984, which also co-written by Harold Ramis. Uh, menu item at the Tex-Mex restaurant Moe's Southwest Grill is called the Triple Lindy in honor of the dive Melon did. And one of the two movies released in 1986 to feature the song Twist and Shout. The other movie was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which came out the same week as this one. That's an interesting, nice little yeah. tie-in. The, the conversation between Thornton and the diving coach about the Triple Lindy was actually half-fictional. Rodney Dangerfield actually spent time in the 50s as an acrobatic diver in Atlantic City. And there really was a diving horse in the, in the 40s, ended before Rodney's diving, diving career. The entire scene was created after Dangerfield talked about the horse with the script scriptwriter Michael Ellis who then passed it on to the director, and they wrote it up. However, the Triple Lindy was never a real dive. Dangerfield was also an excellent slimmer, swimmer, and the movie incorporated a pool scene in the beginning to show this as well. What are you doing, Kyle? Don't worry about it. Just keep going. <laughs> it's up to you, Kyle. The soundtrack was only released in LP format, but the score was later released with selections from the score of Pee-wee's Big Adventure 1985 on CD. Ah, and it is included among the American Film Institute's 2000 list of the 500 movies nominated for the top 100 funniest American movies. I noticed that you deleted your parts out of that and switched one of them into my color. No, no, no. I, I, deleted, I watched I deleted, it happen. I deleted some of yours, too. I was just cutting some of the ones that, you know, weren't interesting, I don't think. Um. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of the movie? I love love this movie. I love this movie. Couldn't be made today. No. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely not. That was the first thing that popped in my head 
So there was. <laughs> Which one was it for you? <laughs> one of the facts that Kyle erased. Um, there's actually a shot of Rodney Dangerfield in the opening montage playing golf, and that was his scene from Caddyshack that they used that photo from. But yeah, when they started with the the big and fat, like you know. Yeah, if you want to be thin, hang around with fat people. You know, that would not fly today. I tell you, those groups would be all over their shit. But it's a classic movie. His 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 delivery. I mean, it's just so natural the way he just shoots off all those one liners. Yeah, it's. Oh yeah. I mean, he was a once in a lifetime talent. I mean, Mm -hmm. just. Absolutely amazing. It all feels like unscripted too. Like it just feels like that's what he said in the moment, and that's what they stuck with. Also, where he's going. I thought it got like funnier as it went on. Like I thought the beginning was like okay, but I think by halfway through, I I was like fully in. I thought it just kept getting better, Mm -hmm. honestly, and like the jokes kept getting better. But the Sam Kennison scene—that's hilarious. He starts all calm. Oh, you know, when you guys were here and draft dodging and. And then when he starts flipping out, like, ah. yeah. And then oh. how that he ends up liking him just because he agreed with them too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Also, the scene when he's doing like the oral exam at the end, and that same professor's like, "Hey, like, give him a second. And then immediately starts like screaming at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him, give him, give him a second. He's under a lot of pressure. Come on, what's the answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's taking the test and he's like four. <laughs> No. Yes, correct. Yeah. I like how that scene they don't even like they don't even show it. Like it shows the beginning and he's thinking and then it cuts and it cuts back and he says four and then he passed and and then they all graduate and it's all tied up nicely. Yeah. I somebody had told me that they were remaking it. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, yeah. they might use the story, but they ain't yeah. it's not going to be anywhere near. It's, it won't have any diving. It won't have any. It'll be a completely 100% different movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is this is from June 17th, uh, 2019. Variety reported MGM to adapt comedy, Ronnie Dangerfield comedy, Back to School as an unscripted series. Oh, God. No, so they're thinking reality. No yeah. yeah, MGM Television is developing a docu-series inspired by the 1986 film Back to School. Uh, the docu-series... No, this is what... The docu-series will follow college students with their surprise new classmates, their parents. Okay, that... Dumb. I'm sure that could... I hope that got shelled. If we get that, we don't get fucking Batgirl or Salem's Lot. Something's wrong. But, all right, Justin, what do you give it? Oh, that was a four out of five for me. No doubt. Rodney class, Rodney Dangerfield classic. Same here, Kyle. Yeah, I think I give it like a 3.5, but yeah, it was really great. He's young. He doesn't understand. <laughs> so... All right. Let him so, get through a few relationships. <laughs> How many times did you say he was married? Seven? <laughs> oh, I, I, 
that that that's a scene I love too when when he when um at the beginning with his wife. Oh, here's you when and when he's showing her the pictures. It's you and, and him, and here's him and him. <laughs> What's with the midget? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's you, there's him. What's with the midget? But you know, and he's making the sandwich. <laughs> and the lady in the green dress. If that had holes, you'd be a pool table. All right. So that wraps up back to school and summer school. Go check them out. I'm sure they're somewhere on a stream as well. Summer school was. I don't know if back to school was. It was on HBO Max. Back, oh, okay. Back to school is on HBO Max. Summer school is the one that's not on a streamer. So yeah. But it is on Showtime on demand right now. Yeah. Sign up that's for. I got it. Sign up for a week of Showtime and cancel it after you watch Summer School. All right, let's go to our picks of the week. Uh, I'll start us off. My pick of the week is The Founder. The true story of how Ray Kroc, played by Michael Keaton, a struggling salesman from Illinois, met Mac, John Carroll Lynch, and Dick McDonald, played by Nick Offerman, who are running a burger operation in the 1950s Southern California. Kroc was impressed by the brothers' speedy system, of making food and saw a franchise potential. Croc soon maneuvers himself into a position to be able to pull the company from the brothers and create a multi-billion dollar empire. This was released on December 16, 2016 and directed by John Lee Hancock and written by Robert Siegel. It stars Michael Keaton, Nick Offerman, and John Carroll Lynch. Have you guys seen that? I have not. I think it's one of Michael Keaton's better performances. Mm-hmm. Um, it, very interesting to see how McDonald's really started. Yeah. And just like, you know, how it was when they first started, you'd literally pay and then get your food. Now it's it's a process now, but mm-hmm. just just the logistics behind how they set it up and, you know, the, the milkshakes, how that became a thing. And then very interesting story, you know, Based on true events, of course. Is it a? Uh, is it like? Because I mean, Michael Keaton, obviously, he's a great actor, but he can be really funny sometimes. Is it? Is there any comedy to it, or is it more just straight drama, bio stuff? Or, I mean, there's a few funny moments. Mm-hmm. You know, like seeing how the brothers react when you know he does something they didn't want him to, and then, but. Yeah, there's a few funny moments, but it's mostly very serious yeah. take, you know, like a documentary kind of like, So, yeah, that's my pick of the week is The Founder. Justin? Well, my pick this week was uh, My Blue Heaven. My Blue Heaven is a 1990 American crime comedy film directed by Herbert Ross. Written by Nora Ephron and starring Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, and Joan Cusack. This is the third film in which Martin and Moranis starred together. And it's been noted for its relationship to Goodfellas, which was released one month later. It was released on August 17, 1990 and directed by Herbert Ross. That movie is great. I love it. It's hilarious. I mean, Steve Martin, basically he's playing Henry Hill from Goodfellas after he gets caught and sent up <laughs> into witness protection. Um, just... Just great. You see him with all the other cronies when they're in their uh, witness protection little town there, and just a just a good good fun 
hilarious movie. I haven't seen it, but just based on that, I really want to watch it now. Sounds like a really it, it, it's it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. Goodfellas first too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your t- your pick last week wasn't that Goodfellas last week? Yeah, probably or the week before. Might have been twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Blue Heaven. Mm-hmm. My Blue Heaven. Something to revisit. Just happened to be on the other day. I'm like, ah, I gotta watch it. <laughs> I had just seen something about Steve Martin. He he's gonna be in a new R.L. Stein movie. Uh, I think today it was uh, it was Chevy Chase and uh, yes, and uh, the other Ghostbuster. Um, Dan Aykroyd. That's what yes. it was. I'm sorry. I'm in, I'm in my own little planet over here. <laughs> Steve um, Martin retired. I think. No, he didn't. Yeah, he's only murders in the building is going to be his last thing. Well, yeah. so all right, so I I saw that, but I read the quote and he was he, it wasn't it was like completely taken out of context. Oh. He's just like I don't really know what's going on. He's like I'll, I'll continue going. Like cuz just because owner only murders was like unexpected to be such like a big thing, you know. That's more what it was. But he's not it seems like he's not going anywhere anytime soon, which is good. Um so my pick is Tourist Trap, and uh, like I said, I watched this. Uh, it was the first movie on the marathon, the 24-hour marathon Joe Bob Briggs did on Shutter, um, and it's about a group of stranded teenagers that fall prey to a demented owner of a roadside museum and his army of evil mannequins. So it's not like a straight slasher. It's um, there's some like supernatural stuff to it, which is really cool. It came out in March 14th, 1979. So it's even before, like, all the big 80s slashers. Um, okay. It was directed by David Schmoller, who went on to do Puppet Master. Um, and then it stars Chuck Connors, Jocelyn Jones, John Van Ness, Robin Sherwood, and then Tanya Roberts, who went on to be a Bond girl. Um, and I believe Chuck Connors is known from The Rifleman and a bunch of TV shows. And interesting, actually, Chuck Connors is one of few people to play both professional baseball and then professional basketball. And he was on the Celtics and he's the first person to ever shatter a backboard. So there's a lot of cool, just random stuff that goes into this. Um, but I, I had heard it was good before and I was like, Oh, I'll watch it. It's Joe Bob, but it was so good. And it's like, there's some genuinely like creepy stuff with the mannequins and it's kind of goes mo- like places you don't expect. Have you, have you guys seen this or? No, I've never no. seen it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's kind of a shame it isn't held up as one of the big like slashers and stuff of the time because I think it absolutely deserves it. Um, it was uh, it's actually rated PG, which is interesting, but you know, there's still it's not like gory, but the kills are pretty good. Uh, two of them are really good, I think. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an unexpected gem, and uh, I really, 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 really liked it. PG back then is a lot different than the PG is yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. For, they didn't for, have a 13. <laughs> yeah. For example, yeah. the first guy gets impaled by a pipe, like in the opening scene. And, like, you don't see it go in, but then the blood's, like, dripping through the pipe and it shows it. And probably you wouldn't see that in any PG movies nowadays. Okay. 
Uh, I'm, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. That sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. All right. The bar is now closed. Thank you all so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the movie bar pod on Twitter at movie bar podcast on Instagram and at the movie bar podcast on Facebook. And then be sure to visit our new website at www.moviebarpod.com. And get your official movie bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash movie bar podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon podcast, Anchor, Google podcast, and most places you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening, and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on our social media or via email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please like and subscribe and leave a review. Once again, if you leave a review, send us a screenshot of it, and you could win a copy of Muck on Blu-ray. Throwing that out there. But thanks for listening. Have a good week, and we'll see you at the bar. Bye. Bye.